0: Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black expats in Panama, by way of Glasgow, New Jersey. You know it's right here on blacksidradio.com. And I am so happy today because I get to introduce you to the amazing Juanita Ingram. Yes, that is Mrs. Universe to you. Um, And, you know, Juanita is the producer and um, creator of the Expats International Ingrams, and her show is available on um, Amazon and also on Tubi, and we're going to talk all about it. Listen, honestly, I ain't got time to sit and and chit-chat and smile because I know We are going to have so much to talk about, and I know I'm going to go over and I'm going to get in trouble. So I'm just going to quit while I'm ahead and tell you to read up on her bio because the girl is bad. She's bad. You know it. Hey, hey. So hang tight. This is Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama by way of Glasgow, New Jersey, blacksidradio.com. And I'm going to be right back with Mrs. Juanita Ingram founder and creator of
1: the expat show hey what's up fellas if you're looking for healthy thought-provoking conversations on a variety of topics dealing with life issues be a transparent open dialogue for men who need a dose of honest engaging and heartfelt discussions tune in to inside the armor airing mondays at 8 a.m hosted by joe russ and yours truly, Boone. We would love to have you vibe with us as we talk about our trials and our triumphs, our messes, and our successes. Join us for Inside the Armor, Mondays at 8 a.m. Iron Sharpening Iron, one podcast at a time.
0: And here we are. I am with Miss Juanita Ingram, Mrs. Universe, congratulations. And I told you a little bit about her, but I really definitely want her to tell us about herself. So do tell.
1: Yes, thank you. I am uh, living in Singapore. I'm an executive producer and creator of the Expats International Ingrams. I'm an attorney and author an actress, TV producer, um, mom, wife, speaker. I do a multitude of different things. Trailing spouse is another <laughs> title that I that I hold. And um, yeah, just living out purpose. Excited to be here.
0: You are you, I mean you you really are. When I came across um the show, I was like, this is so amazing. Um because there's really nothing that I found out there like it. And then, you know what, nothing at all. And, and it's such a timely thing, uh, Juanita, because um, there's this movement happening and it's not like black people haven't taken up root and moved before. A lot of times, most of us migrated somewhere within the United States And it was kind of like a situation where wealthy people were able to, like the performers, they were able to be like, bye, I'm out, you know, and go to the international scene. But now it is becoming so much more prevalent that, so I thank Mm -hmm. you for doing this show. And um, I want to start by asking you, what made you want to do it? I mean, with all the,
1: not like you didn't have nothing to do, (laughs) Well, and you know, originally it it was interesting because it came right at a time when I thought I was just going to sit down. Honestly, I was going to embrace being a housewife, uh, embrace my hashtag soft life, Mm -hmm. and I had no intention on doing anything. Uh, I had clients that were in the reality space. And I saw that there was a niche that wasn't being fulfilled for Black-led cast and Black reality tv in the unscripted space just from that process of watching their journey um and then i'll be honest with you we were living in london and we used to do this thing called soul food sundays where we would go from house to house it was like a potluck and all the black americans in the area would get together and one sunday we were celebrating this family that was getting ready to move back to america and Frankie Beverly and Mays was playing on the lawn, Beyonce, and there was like 30 kids running around, we were barbecuing. And then I turned around, and I looked up, and there was Windsor Castle, because that's where we were living at the time. And that was the backdrop, And but it could have been anywhere. We could have been anywhere. But when I looked up, that was our environment. I knew and I thought to myself, God, they never show this on TV. This is, And everyone that I looked out at was also a corporate expat. They were a vice president, an executive director, you know, something on the executive level. And that was my reality. And so that was the first thing. The second thing, there used to be a show out in reality TV about black sorority life. It was only on for like one season.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was in London getting my nails done. And this black British woman, as soon as I put my keychain down, because I'm a member in one, and my insignia was on my keychain. And she said, Oh, you're a member of that organization. Why are you out here acting that way? You're embarrassing us as black women. Wow. It's humiliating. And I thought to myself, Oh my gosh the impact of these shows, and how we are seen on a global scale, how we're handled, sometimes mishandled. So I saw, you know, as a storyteller, you always want to tell the story that hasn't been told. That's very hard to do in scripted or unscripted, in television in general. So I'm a member of the Television Academy. Um, I'm a voting member. I'm a judge for the Children and uh, Family Emmys. And so I knew what it would take to get the show on. I did pitch the show. No one had any idea what I was talking about. They thought it was a travel show. And I'm like, nope, it's a lifestyle show. They didn't understand what expats were into your point of us taking up space, mm-hmm. not really accustomed to black people living abroad. Mm-hmm. And certainly not doing it in a way where we weren't um struggling. Exactly. And then hadn't really seen family friendly content mm-hmm. or black people portrayed. In a positive light, I was told by many networks that that is not what black people want to see, um, that black people did not want. They want fighting. They want the drama. They want the stripe. And we don't we don't shy away from conflict on our show. I just have never flipped a table or thrown a drink when I have <laughs> <Yeah>. a conflict. <laughs> have it. You know, that's not to say I don't have cousins that will and can and do. But I just think black people aren't monolithic. And the way we are handled in unscripted television is very uniform, repetitive, and dangerous. It's very stereotyping. And um, that is a dangerous approach to any group and they don't do it with other groups. I'm just gonna call it out. In fact, I sit on the executive council uh, for the Reality Peer Group for the Television Academy and our next meeting coming up is the manipulation and producing in reality TV. And I'm the only black person on the, on the panel, out of all of these executives, uh, there's nothing but executives from reality TV networks. I'm the only black person, the only independent. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot to say about it because yes. how they handle us and produce us uh, is having a very damaging effect on how we are handled in this world. How so we that's where it's a long-winded the long-winded answer the show, it's a lot um, to, to bring the show to life. I had saved my salary Mm -hmm. my last year of working because I knew that I had to use it to control the narrative because I saw how networks take the narrative and and pervert it and that's not to say that we aren't I think we're making strides I think you know I'm I'm looking to have a spinoff I'm looking to partner with the right production company and the right network that gets that we as black people are entitled to some family-friendly content in the unscripted space every other group has it so why not us
0: absolutely and, and I think that your show shows, I mean, it, it's like, really y'all are, are, y'all are kind of the huxtables of black expanse, <laughs> huh? yeah. you know, but let me tell you something, you know, I have a large, large group here in Panama and a lot of people are, a lot of people are, you know, they, they always want to make people, um, us out to be either ignorant or struggling. That is like, you either want good times or housewives of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? It's like they don't understand or appreciate and in the same way that they didn't accept the Huxtables, you know, and how how they were turned down by so many networks because they were just like, ah, and and if you think about all the years, the decades that have gone by and you are still getting the same narrative, it's really, mm-hmm. it's really kind of sad. Um, and that's why I really, really did want to ex- expose to my network what you're doing, because more and more of us are doing it. But to tell you the other thing that I think your show um, expresses, there are members on your show, you know, especially the second season where you started bringing in more um, expats in the area. Some mm-hmm. of them are not rich, you know? No, they're not rich. And my thing is, my 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 tagline is Charlotte Van Horn, Black expats in Panama from little old Glassboro, New Jersey, right here on blacksitradio.com. And I do that because I don't want people that don't have money, that didn't grow up in New York City, you know, or come from a big city somewhere to think that this is something that they cannot do. So exactly. you may be able to go and live like Miss Ingram. However, comma you can probably go and live a better life somewhere else. And I just I appreciate on that diversity.
1: Well, thank you, and the, absolutely. And that's the thing is that you know I wanted to really showcase the paths, the different paths to get there, because not everybody is going to have a company sponsor their move. Although sometimes we don't because we don't posture ourselves or even know that that's an option. So I really wanted to put that out there that if you're starting with a company and you want to live abroad, start having those dialogues about your career. It is an opportunity, an option we don't even think about. But I did want to highlight even in season one. I mean, Zoe takes me on a tour of her apartment that's very different from the condo that I'm living Uh in, but ultimately is everything that she needs, you know, and she's a teacher and she has this particular background and this is how she came to be. And then we wanted to explore more areas and more space, specifically to show people. And and I'll be honest, I made the show about us for us mm-hmm. because I think it's important that we see ourselves in a particular space and in a particular way, and know what the options are. Like you said, it's it's no, we're no strangers to living abroad. It's nothing new. Mm-hmm. Everyone from Langston Hughes to uh, Josephine Baker, Keenan uh, Turner. I'm, Tina Turner, you know, people that really found themselves and found the ability to be free and be their full selves in this setting where certain aspects of life that are present in America are taken away and that burden, that mental exhaustion is not present. But I wanted to show the reality of how do you get there from military families. And what do their homes look like? What do their families look like? What is their journey? How did they, how did they make that decision? Well, and Because Black said is very real. Yes. You know, it is a huge movement. It is very real. Yes. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when it finally made it to CNN. Uh, and it became a whole mainstream known thing. Uh-huh. But it is interesting how uh, a lot of networks were very negative. And, and they did this. And you're right. They did the same thing to, Huck, to the Huck schools. That mm-hmm. uh, it's not a reality. It's not. Um, An honest depiction, it doesn't feel real. And yet, constantly fighting and having repetitive narratives, that's not reality either. And the problem with unscripted television sometimes is that it is overly produced, but it's produced to the negative and to the detriment of African-Americans repetitively. And Black people, period. I look at some of the reality TV shows out of Africa and out of South Africa and they repeat the same formula of entertainment. It reminds me, I tell people all the time, um it reminds me and I'm not sure if you remember, have you do you remember the movie Django? Django, yes. Do you I remember d- the, the part in the movie where they do the mandingo fighting? huh. And everybody's sitting around sipping yeah. sherry and their wine after their dinner and they're being entertained by black men entertaining each other. And it's funny, and what we're doing in unscripted television, fighting to the death, and it could be the death of character, the death of marriages, the death of friendships, the death of the imagery of Black women, uh, it's to the death of our community. And so, but they find it entertaining.
0: Yeah,
1: And it's fun, and it's not fun, and it's killing us psychologically and in terms of our imagery, both domestically and abroad. And that's not a a a dig at any particular show there's something for everybody there has to be balance Mm -hmm. and that's the problem is that there is no balance there's nothing wrong um i love all forms of television Mm -hmm. i i think top boy and the wire is just as important as Uh different world blackish and the cosmos and so we don't have that continuum and that diversity that is what creates a stereotype and it is dangerous. And so I think in, in all forms of television, you owe it to the audience to show a, a full depiction of a particular group. Exactly. And yes.
0: unfortunately, a lot of times that negativity falls when it comes to the reality shows. I mean, it's like it doesn't really fall so much on the Black men as it does on yeah. Black women. Black women are really, really, really downgraded by the the things that people see abroad and so I do a sister's retreat every year, and um, it is how I start my year, um, is, and, and I set the intention. I say, if you are a sister who will fix another sister's crown without telling the world that her crown was crooked, I want you at my retreat. And honestly, yeah. it works. You know, Disney is really good at purposeful advertising, and honestly, Absolutely. it works because some people will hear that and they're not interested. But some people will hear that and they say, that's who I am. And mm-hmm. what I like to show is that when we get together as sisters, I mean, it is not usually like what you see on reality no. TV. You know, reality TV, I think that really, you know, people used to say, oh, they're just faking. I said, I don't think they're faking. I don't. I think no. that the executive, uh, the executive, um, I think that the producers are just very clever at creating organic uh, conflict, you know, based on personality and, and character and conversation, you know, so I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're faking, but I just feel that in real life, come on now, if you've got a sister yeah. girl that gets on your nerves to that extent,
1: are you really hanging out with her every week anyway? Exactly. You're not. Well, that's the, that's the manipulated part. That's the, And they call it producing, but it actually is manipulation. And here's the thing. All television is produced. It's not as though I have a full crew of people following me around 24 hours a day. We're intentional. We we, we book locations. You know, we're intentional about storylines and what are we trying to convey? What are we trying to do? I'm, I'm working on another docuseries now. I have five issues that I have to do. Acts 1, 2, and 3. How are we going to? push these issues along in unscripted television and be very intentional, but it's what you do with the storylines and how you produce it. Is it manipulative or is it produced? Is it manipulative or are you trying to tell a story using real unscripted scenarios? I've been on set and I've seen, and so I know exactly how it, it happens. I have been in pre-production meetings. How do you have a pre-production meetings to say, these are the people that are going to have conflict this season and they and they haven't even talked to each other. It, it gets to that point. Um, I've seen producers whisper in the ear of, of other cast members. Go do this. Go say this. Go do this act. And it is very intentional because, again, it's the Mandingo fighting and they find it entertaining and they call themselves producing because. And I had one group tell me, well, the numbers suggest that this is what people want. No, that's all you're giving. So you can't rely on numbers. It's like if you tell me, well, black people like sweet potatoes and all you've ever given them to eat is sweet potatoes. Yeah. Well, your data is skewed because you've never offered anything else. Yeah, exactly. How do you know what people, but they're afraid to take risks because people are afraid of getting fired. Mm-hmm. So it, it starts from the top down. It is a monetary issue. Mm-hmm. It's because these shows make a lot of money um, because that's all that we have. And there's nothing wrong with anything that's out there. Again, I want to emphasize that um, a lot of the shows that are out there are the blueprint. They're they're wonderfully produced. It takes a lot of skill. It does not take skill, however, to do something that is repetitive. Mm-hmm. It does not take creativity to mm-hmm. continuously put forth a narrative. If I see one more wig being pulled, one more table being tossed, it's 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 to Think me it's cheap. Oh Think, my gosh! I mean
0: thing that you've never seen in in real life. I, in real think life think about it I have never ever in my life mm-hmm. seen a sister not you know I I have I have been around um
1: mm-hmm.
0: never ever seen a sister throw another uh the drink in, the, in another sister's face
1: ever, ever ever well certainly and certainly not be around them two weeks later
0: yeah exactly
1: exactly that, that's the weird that's the weird part of of the sustained aspect of, of what they find entertaining and I you know I don't Knock it because some people are using these shows to feed their families. Mm-hmm. It's the way that they make a living. And a lot of the blueprint that's laid for entertainment and how the genre of unscripted television has morphed and evolved is a beautiful journey in terms of creativity and, and, and producing. But why is it that Chris Lee knows best, which is one of my favorite shows even before he went to jail. I still think that Chris Lee knows best is a, a wonderful show. I want to hang out with grandmother. I want to, you know, I I think Todd Chrisley is a black woman trapped in his body. I think he's hilarious. His whole family's entertaining. It's a show about a white man doing this. And it is well done in terms of making the normal normality of life interesting, funny, well produced. Uh, why is it that we don't have that on the continuum, on the spectrum right. that you have in addition to in, in addition a, to, too. there's nothing I say wrong with what's
0: out there. Have, you know, what, at the summer, why can't we have this ratchet, right. You know, what they call magic, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, but I mean, honestly, really looking at people who are focusing on making that expat journey. Um, yes. There are so many things in your series, um, in your show that we can relate to. And that's what I like. I'm like, wow, you know what I thought was so interesting? First of all, when when the Vietnamese, uh, I'm sorry, the Taiwanese lady said, well, I'm offended. Oh, Lord have mercy. I said, if I see that I'm offended, <clears throat> every time I see it, I holler. But I think that it was important because it was from the perspective of a local and yes. you were so respectful, you were like, okay, girl, however, comma, you were very respectful of her opinion. But baby, when you <laughs> brought out the point, when you said, well, what if it was a, a Black man shooting a basketball or something like that? Or like said, you know, it, would you be so offended if it was about, uh, you know, sports or a black person yes. representing, you know, Taiwan in sports, as opposed to the pageant being yes. a representation of
1: beauty. That was heavy. It's heavy. It's very heavy. And there, and and here's the reality: it didn't deserve. I wanted to show how I really am, you know. And that's 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 reality. Is having that conversation and that dialogue. And in her reality, she was very serious. Like my mother was offended. I'm offended. And and then also being respectful of the opinions of others. Because while I felt like it is a very nuanced conversation and you don't have an issue um, having non-Taiwanese people represent you in other sports, especially if they allow you to win, but also understanding that as a local, she has a right to feel that way. I am not Taiwanese and she is. She has a right to express how she feels without being attacked, without being belittled. We have a right to to agree to disagree yes. or to fully flesh out that conversation. I mean, there are times in the show where I intentionally leave out certain things that aren't that no. they aren't favorable um to that or they will paint that person in such a negative light. We don't need more of that. You know, I, I'm I'm not, I don't manipulate situations, but there are times that if I wanted to paint her in a super negative light, I could have. But to be fair and to be balanced, does she not have a right to feel how she feels and that she is Taiwanese? But then also, do we not have the need to have the deeper dialogue, especially when we start talking about, well, what does it mean to be Taiwanese? And you're not indigenous Taiwanese. We had, Indigenous Taiwanese uh, tribes on our show. You're not that voice, and then also to have a voice of a person who was Taiwanese that said, "Oh, I see absolutely nothing wrong with it." The right. breath,
0: it was, it and was, the diversity.
1: It was well, well done.
0: It was diverse. Thanks. Everybody had their own opinion. Everybody was able to express their opinion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the way that it was important to them, and I thought, yeah. I thought that was a very important topic i also thought that it was important um because i didn't realize like when you were saying that you know when you were in taiwan and when the elevator doors open and people Mm -hmm. jump back i mean you know that was just something i wasn't aware of
1: yeah as far as Taiwan, it's it's very common you know you saw the black guy was like yeah that happens all the time it's just something that happens um and now in Singapore has never happened. So also I wanted to have information for people to understand that you need to evaluate where it is that you move to, quality of life, how are black people received? How are they being treated? Your experience in Portugal and Panama will be very different from your experience in Taiwanese, Macau and Hong Kong. It just will be. So you have to, it will be different than your experience in Singapore. So when you're evaluating as many Black people are, where do I want to retire? Where do I want to move to? Where do I want to make my Blacks journey? There are many things that you need to consider in terms of your quality of life and the quality of life for your children. real what I call smart reality a real reality show I don't have to make up these stories you know there are certain things I could I could make up. the, the when we first moved and opening boxes and getting my neighbor's stuff out of his yard I can't make it. like why did that happen I don't know, you know I can't make that up um uh, but I don't think that you have to fabricate and fa- there's a difference between producing and fabrication producing and manipulation and we've sort of gotten away from producing to just outright manipulation as it relates to Black-led cast without apology. And so I wanted to really take us out of that lane for a moment, the way they take Todd Chrisley out of that lane and allow him to just be. And it's a wonderful show. I absolutely love the show.
0: I'm not familiar with the show. I have to check it out.
1: Hilarious.
0: I have to check that out. But also I think it is important that you know, okay, okay. uh, Full disclosure, Mm -hmm. I have been off reality TV for years. I mean, it just got to a place one day where I watched some Housewives and I was just like, I just can't watch this no more. And I just went for years, but something right now, you know, it's like, there are some things in my life right now that just require so much focus and seriousness and everything. It's just like, I found myself drawn again to just mm-hmm. like a silly silliness of of those mm. those um series. So I'm okay I'm, I'm okay with that and I think that everybody that everything has its place. Um, yes. but I really do appreciate the fact that I can watch something and even though I mean there is no cursing, you know, on your show, um your kids are just like oh my god where did you get them from they are such naturals i mean they are just naturals. you don't feel like they're acting or anything
1: mm-hmm. you
0: you you feel you can feel the authenticity in the family love you can you can mm-hmm. tell you can tell that but at the mm-hmm. same time even without the ratchetness and the cussing and the drink throwing and everything like that is funny you know, girl I just find myself like cracking up like you know that that was really funny um mm-hmm. I think your son is hilarious. oh my God yeah. the scene with him and the sheep and how like he knows and, and your kids know all the all the words. You know their mm-hmm. vocabulary is like off the chain and it's just it's good to see it is mm. really good to see that we can have something that is wholesome but it's not jive
1: it's not corny. yes you know what yes. I mean it's fresh it's yeah fresh. oh thank you I I really appreciate that you know I, I think um sometimes we we what we find entertaining there's a there's a it's not really even a thin line. I think authenticity is what helps, you know, just being your authentic self and it, and the camera picks up everything mm-hmm. and it sees everything. I think my training as a, as an actress, you know, I was taught you don't have to overact when you're inscripted. You don't have to overdo the camera picks up. Everything mm-hmm. It's not theater. You don't have to perform to the back of the room or anything like that. And so in reality TV, I just, we roll the camera. Sometimes we forget the cameras are there. The best part is just when we. Some of that footage I actually was filming for a travel vlog that I do, and it wasn't even for the show. Where in the world and is things vanity. just. Yes, where in the world is wanting, and I, things just happen. And um, I do like to make people laugh. Now I will admit that um, I've always I wasn't a class clown or anything, but I was a person. Don't sit next to me if you need to be serious. Don't because. <laughs> I'm probably gonna make. I'm probably gonna say something inappropriate or funny or so. I just find the funny aspect in a lot of things. I have a very. My son and I share a very inappropriate sense of humor. We do. <laughs> it's just not appropriate sometimes. It's, it's like, like we laugh at everything. Oh my and it's, god, and it's hilarious! They, my kids are hilarious. Uh, I think, as most kids are with their parents, you know. I that's the thing is I wanted us to show the normality of life and us just being. I wanted to normalize Black people just being. And just being, just being. And most of us are funny. Don't you love to laugh? We all love to laugh in life, but we aren't allowed to just be in these spaces. And I I just wanted to um, depict that. There's never a dull moment living abroad. Something always is happening, um, even in, in every move, every moment. It's always something. I was telling one of the uh producing bodies that I had pitched to, they were like, Well, what are your high stakes? And I'm like, high stakes? We're talking about we're living abroad. Everything is a high stake. Just going to the grocery store. I can't even read what's on the package. Exactly. Like, it's it's all interesting. And really the overall theme and the relatable aspect of the show is navigating change. Yes. That is the commonality that we all experience. Whether you're moving abroad, whether you're moving domestically, whether you're starting a new job, whether you're moving to a new city, whether you're trying something new in your life, navigating change is a common thing that will happen to everyone. I just did a TED Talk on navigating change, and it was I did. It should come out in a couple of weeks, and I'm writing a book called Mind the Gap, and it's the keys to navigating change. Change is all around us. You know, the show is all about how we navigate these new spaces. And that is something that everybody can relate to. If you allow it to be relatable, if you allow it to be normal, if you allow it to be authentic and genuine, we're all going through something that's changing us.
0: Well, Juanita also, you know, um, I I did, you know, we we had a minute getting together, and uh-huh. yes. I, it worked out for the best because. Um, I was able to see the second season. Um, I, I can definitely see how, I mean, I, I enjoyed the first season, but I can definitely see how you've grown, you know, in Mm -hmm. the second season, um, and added like more diversity and storylines. Um, but you know, I'm glad that I was, I went back and I watched some of the first season again, you know, just to Mm -hmm. kind of refresh my memory of where you guys had started. And talk about change and talk about adapting. It was like the first season you had the issue with your breast, yes. right? That mm-hmm. was like, oh my gosh. And then when you were at that party and you was like, okay, this hurts. I said, why didn't she just go? Because I'm, you know, I'm just out there like, look, y'all don't be hugging on me because I got some stuff going on I was like Juanita why you just didn't tell them because everybody was loving on you but the first season was that and then the second season you had to overcome the loss of your nana you know and so all of this while filming while being a mother you know while doing Mm -hmm. all of these different things and I just thought that you know to me that was just that just that just told me so much about you
1: Mm. You know, and I just had a dream about her last night Wow, that just seemed so real. And I yeah. hugged her and she was, came to the door and I was like, oh, I just miss you. I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. And she said, oh, I know. And it seemed so real. And I woke up wow. and I cried this morning. You know, grief is a cycle and yeah. it comes and goes. And just when you think you're fine, it ebbs and flows in your life. And that's a reality that everybody goes through. My grandmother raised me. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like a uh traditional perhaps uh grand or maybe it is more traditional. My grandmother raised me and um I you know it it was but who saw that coming? I certainly I would have never wanted that to be. Even with the situation with my my breast uh scare in season one, nobody expects to get a call back. That's I didn't it. expect it. We Brittany and I we were planning out different other storylines. We were like, okay, we film the packet. We were just going to let the camera's roll cuz again, if you're if you're talented and if you're gifted in producing, you can make anything be entertaining. That's not a that's not an issue. Uh some of the things that occurred, real life happens. And the, the show doesn't stop because I got a call back. Moving doesn't stop. Yes. When the when the company's ready for you to move, just because I mean I came into Taiwan in a wheelchair. My suit—I didn't say my sutures sutures had reopened. It was it was bad. Um, life doesn't stop. Your your move doesn't stop. Certain things don't stop because you know. And and even with COVID, well, I, I was lost very the last. And then, and then there was COVID. And then there was COVID. Like you can't. Who can make this up? Like, but who can predict? To the point of when these pre-production meetings are happening and they're saying, Oh, this is gonna be conflict and this is gonna be the issues. I understand issue spotting, this is gonna be something, the subjects that we cover, maybe conversations that need to be had, but true high stakes in reality TV should be something that just happens because life is I I think that's one of the things that that I would tell people all the time when I was recruiting for the show, life abroad is dramatic enough. Life is gonna happen and I would have to coach the cast, especially in Singapore. People know there's a difference in the cast in Singapore and Taiwan, a little bit. <laughs> and I would have to tell them, like, look, it's not that kind of, you don't have to do anything. Tiffany and I really didn't hit it off when we first met. And I just thought I was like, save it for the cameras. Because we don't shy away from conflict. Reality is, living abroad as a Black person, every Black person you meet while living abroad, you're they're not going to be your cup of tea. they
0: are not
1: going to like that that's yeah, why so real, Juanita. It's real. And Tiffany was like, don't hug me. Don't." T-. She's not a hugger initially. And I'm just like, okay, this is a little weird, but okay, girl. You know, it's that, that was her. And we really, and actually, and to the point that I made earlier, some of the conflict and some of the ways in which the conflict went down between Tiffany and I, I did not show. Because we don't need more of negativity and painting black women in a super negative light. You can get the gist of the conflict and the problem that we had. You get the point. You get the gist of it. But I was not there to paint her in such a negative light where people would dislike her at the end of the season. That's not the objective. The objective is to show when you're not somebody's cup of tea and every Black person that you meet abroad is not going to be your bestie. That was so important.
0: And it was like, I live live in Panama and Mm -hmm. I created Black expats in Panama and have thousands of members and hundreds of Black expats that live here. Um, Mm -hmm. And I create different groups. Yes. So that, I mean, we all want to be together and that's cool for some time, but sometimes you just need your tribe. And and when I saw you and that tribe, I was thinking to myself, that wouldn't be the tribe I would pick for her, for you.
1: It wasn't my tribe. absolutely, and, 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 you know, even to this day, after the fact, we don't really hang out that much. It's just not my tribe. They, 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 they do things differently. They have a different idea of fun. I am very risk averse. I'm probably very boring to them. <laughs> um, I just put on my stories the other day. I, I finally went to a nightlife kind of event here in Singapore, house music and like it's just not my thing. I don't like techno. Like it's just not my scene and it's okay. It's okay. Every, every black, black people are not monolithic. It's Some so of fair. us like the bungee jump off the sides of buildings. Not my idea of oh, good God. time. I don't good want to God. do that. But but, but, said, <laughs> right. but, went,
0: but but then, you know, it was like, you're part of us now. And you were like, whoa, whoa, hold up now. Oh, you know what I'm right. saying? Because I, I didn't say that. But then you made a good point when you said, they probably just figure she needs us. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you would yeah. be so happy to have found people to hang out with. Yes. But that is a reality here as well. And you start to see people breaking off. What I like is there's so many of us here. There are so yes. many of us here. But even when you come to Panama, talking about the way you're received, the way you're received in Panama City, it's a little different than the way you might be received in Boquete, you know, which is Mm. about eight hours, you know, drive from Panama and things like that. So, you know, just kind of knowing those things before you go. And then, but having the, the, having the people here that you can connect to, I think is like super important. So that was, that was very interesting um, for me to watch. The other thing that You know, there were just so many things. There were just so many as an expat. I'm trying to get everybody who's an expat or who wants to be an expat, you know, particularly in the in the places that you live, because now your seasons have covered Taiwan and Singapore. So you got two two places um, that they could cover, but your hair, you know, the the things that we look for, like when you went to the hair, when you went to get your hair done, and then the girl yeah. wanted to
1: get into a deep conversation. You were like, "Okay, girl, <laughs> all right." I just I just girl. wanted a little off the ends, you know. I didn't yes. really come here for. From- <laughs> and honestly, I did not tell her to talk about that. I was taken aback. Yes. It was because it's entertaining enough that I'm letting a Taiwanese woman cut my hair. Yes. The, the 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 theme or the topic that we thought we were going to address is how difficult it is for Black women in certain Asian countries and certain settings to get their hair done. That was it. She launched into this dialogue and I'm like, oh, wow, so we're doing mm-hmm. this. Yes. And and you can't predict something like that. And she's, she's a wonderful person. That was my first time meeting her. Yes. I never met her before. She wow. was referred to me. And, and and I think the most organic and beautiful conversations take place, especially when we have the ability to show them coming from another group. You know, yeah. she said things that only she could say. Maybe we understood and we knew that they were happening, but it's right. different when it comes from her. And that's something that you can't predict. I think we've been very fortunate with the show in the, its authenticity that it just attracts authentic characters, authentic spirits, authentic energies from people that understand what we're trying to do with the show and what we're not trying to do with the show. And to your point of showing different locations, that's why I'm sort of I'm shopping around the spin-off concept that I have for the show because I know that there are other places and other areas that I want to showcase in a particular way. I have a formula in my mind. I can't give it away because I know but I know what I'm doing in this space. And also how to do it because Black people don't move abroad to get on television and cut up and act the food. We don't, we'll get deported. Yeah, you know we can't <laughs> we can't come into a space acting yeah. like that. This, this is not getting ready to be Real Housewives of Panama. That's exactly. not what it, it's not getting it's ready. People we'll get deported. You can't come up and you're you're a guest. I of People
0: a approach space. me about reality shows, and interestingly enough, one lady asked. What is the conflict between black Mm -hmm. expats in Panama and how do you resolve it? And I I just love it. I mean, it didn't come to fruition, uh, uh, obviously, but I just love having to go through that thought process, you know, and figure out how many people I'm dealing with on a regular basis every day. But you know, what was so funny was that the conflict primarily is with business here. Like yes. you know, you go to different countries and you are limited in, yes. in as to what professions you can you can come in. So if you're an attorney yes. in the United States, well, that is very cool in the United States, but it's not happening here. You are yes. not going to come to Panama and take an attorney's job. You are just not yeah. going to do it. You have to be a citizen um, and it, to 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 do, be in those positions. And citizenship is very difficult and a long process. Yes. Here, I mean, residency people need to understand residency versus citizenship and things like that. And so, but people start getting broke and they start looking around, like, okay, what I'm gonna do to make it? I done sold yep. everything thinking I could live off of this hundred thousand dollars for the rest of my life because things are so cheap in Panama. I don't think so. Um, right, and when you're not putting any money in that account, you start yes. service. So, instead of you looking to, to build something,
1: you start looking to infringe on something mm-hmm. well and that that's but this is the thing most production companies and most networks they won't see that as a legitimate conflict because their formula is conflict amongst people mm-hmm. but the reality is that the conflict is with the environment and life life i always say on my sense life presents its own dramas yes why is it that the conflict why can't that be a sufficient enough conflict and that that is relatable That is real. That is honest. And that's something that people are like, oh, my God, how are they going to navigate through that? What are they going to do? I didn't know that that was something that I should consider. I didn't know. And so it it goes into the lane of edutainment, Mm -hmm. educational and entertaining. And that was a phrase that the Black Panthers coined years ago that they used to do with their programs was edutainment. And that's why we say the show is edutainment, because it is educating the audience. But other shows, other groups get to be educated. I mean, International House Hunters is all about educating about every country that they go to, the housing market, the things that they should consider, life and the conflict. Conflict doesn't always have to be confrontational amongst people. It doesn't have to be Mandinko fight. Yes. The reality is, is that even getting a visa and getting residency somewhere is a conflict. You have people before COVID, it worked for them You know, you can be here for as a guest for 90 days and go out, visit the country, come back in. That was all cute until it wasn't cute anymore. (laughs) It's until, you know, until it did. But that is a major conflict. Why couldn't you use that as a storyline? But if you are creative and talented, enough, you can make that interesting, entertaining, educational and funny, sad, dramatic. I mean, as a lawyer not being able to practice, finding my purpose, identity. The entire trailing spouse syndrome is dramatic enough. That's not a conflict with anyone. That's a conflict with life. Yeah. And that's what people actually deal with. And that's, you know, I, I, love, I love the reality TV space. Yes, it is mindless entertainment. We all need to be, be able to unplug. I think that's why people are so drawn to it. It's a beautiful art form because yeah. it allows people to unplug. It allows you to travel from your couch and to never have to leave the comfort of home. It allows you to be informed and to see a lifestyle that you otherwise may not know about. I'm working on a another docu-series called Beyond Beauty right now. And it's all about pageant world and particularly Mrs. Pageants from the black lens. Now you've won from seven, black... right? I have, yeah. And, and I've lost some too. And I started this docu-series 10 years ago. And I just now felt like, okay, now is the right time for me to finish this. It was actually the first project that I ever started working on um, Mm -hmm. because no one knows about the Mrs. genre. Everybody's familiar with Miss and Teen. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows about Miss. And you exposed that. You talked about that on the show. Yeah. And what about the Black woman's journey in pageantry? What about it? We don't really, I mean, we, we really don't talk about this. So again, it's a story that's never been told but the conflicts and the and the high stakes and the conflict so to speak they don't necessarily have to be against another person or involving right. another person right. it involves life but that takes creativity that takes and i'm not tooting my own horn i'm just saying it takes talent no it does it, uh, well, you, you, the you, mundane you're doing a
0: great job you're doing a great okay. job